This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You are listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 369 for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. And in today's episode, Tina and I are back from our most recent trip to New York to visit family. We had a nice time up there, spent some quality time with both our moms and our kids and grandkids as well. Now, while we were up there, my son Alex and I got the remaining two sets of LED lights added to my 2021 Toyota Corolla, and they look really, really awesome. Now, you can see what we did on my YouTube channel, and I'll link the videos here in the show notes. So while we were gone, both Fujifilm and Apple had their latest events and new product announcements, both on September 12th, 2023. Now, for Fujifilm, they held their September X Summit at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. And during their summit, they announced the next GFX 100 body, which they have named the GFX 100 Mark II. Which makes no sense to me, as it is actually the third body in the GFX line. Now, the following are the specs for this brand new body. So the lens mount, of course, is Fujifilm G mount. The effective megapixels is 102. The image sensor is 43.8 by 32.9 millimeters in medium format CMOS. Image stabilization, it has sensor shift 5-axis IBIS. The ISO sensitivity for photos is 80 to 12,800, and it can be extended to 40 to 102,400. Now, for video, it goes from ISO 100 to 12,800 and can be extended to 25,600. Now, this is where it gets interesting. For continuous shooting, with the mechanical shutter, you can shoot up to 8 frames per second at 102 megapixels for up to 76 frames raw in unlimited frames JPEG. And you can also do 5 frames per second at 102 megapixels for up to 497 frames raw in unlimited JPEG. And you could do 2 frames per second at 102 megapixels raw for unlimited and unlimited JPEGs as well. So they did considerably bump up the highest frames per second continuous shooting. Now, with the electronic shutter, you can shoot up to 5.3 frames per second at 102 megapixels for up to 390 frames raw in unlimited frames JPEG. Now, for internal recording modes, we have H.264, H.265, MPEG-4, AVC, ProRes-422, ProRes-422HQ, and ProRes-422LT. Now, I'm not going to bore you with all the frames per second video capabilities. You can check those out at the full description uh, specs of this camera body on BH's website, which you can find in the show notes. Now, for external recording modes, it's capable of 422 10-bit via HDMI, as well as RAW via HDMI. 
Now, for memory card slots, you have one slot, which is SD, SDHC, SDXC, UHS-2. And the second slot is CF Express Type B. Now, for wireless, the camera is equipped with both Wi-Fi 5 and 802.11ac, as well as Bluetooth 4.2. Not sure why they're still using older Bluetooth technology, because the latest is 5.3, I think, or something like that. Uh, mobile app compatible, yes, on Android and iOS. The app name is the Fujifilm X app, which is the new app that they released back in May of this year. Uh, functionality, access stored files, adjust settings, firmware update, remote control, view, live feed as well. Built-in flash, no. Battery type is the NPW235, rechargeable lithium-ion, and you can get approximately 540 shots per charge. Now, this is the same battery that my X-T4s use. So that is nice. Always good when a manufacturer sticks with the same quality battery for all of their new bodies. That's always great. Lens mount, of course, is the G mount or GF, whichever you want to call it. And let's see here. For exposure control, shutter type, you have electronic shutter, mechanical, focal plane shutter. Um, shutter speed with a mechanical is one over four thousandths to 60 minutes in manual mode, one over four thousandths to 30 seconds in program mode, one over four thousandths to 30 seconds in aperture priority mode and up to 60 minutes in bulb mode. Now for the electronic shutter, you can do one over 32 thousandths to 60 minutes in manual mode, uh, one over 32 thousandths to 30 seconds in program mode, one over 32 thousandths to 30 seconds in aperture priority mode and up to 60 minutes in bulb mode. Uh, let's see, we already did the ISO metering methods. You have average, center weighted average, multi-spot, and TTL 256 zones. For exposure mode, you have aperture priority, manual program, and shutter priority. Exposure compensation is minus 5 to plus 5, e 5 EV and 1 third EV steps. White balance, the camera is capable of 2,500 to 10,000 Kelvin with presets for auto, custom, fluorescent, shade, and underwater. Uh, let's see, it does have interval recording and a self-timer of 2 and 10 second delay. Now, image sizes for still captures, 3x2, 4x3, 16x9, 1x1, 65x24, 5x4, and 7x6. With aspect ratios uh, being pretty much the same, the image file format it is capable of are JPEG, RAW, and TIFF, and the bit depth is 16-bit. Now, this is an interesting camera. It does have recording sensor crop, crops by 1.42 times when recording at max resolution, uh, fast slow motion support, slow motion only, recording limit up to 60 minutes in 4K for video, uh, broadcast output NTSC and PAL, IP streaming no, built-in microphone type stereo, audio recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz LPCM audio. So you can do some pretty decent uh, video with this camera as well. Now for the monitor, it has a display size of 3.2 inches and the resolution is 2,360,000 dots. Uh, the display type is three-way tilting touchscreen LCD and the secondary display on top is 2.09 inches uh, and that's an LCD status display. 
the viewfinder is electronic OLED. The size is 0.64 inches. Resolution is 9.44 million dots. With the eye point at 21 millimeters, coverage is 100% and magnification is approximately one time. Now for focus, it has both auto and manual focus. The focus modes are continuous servo AF, manual focus, and single servo AF. And the maximum sync speed for using the camera with flash is 1 125th of a second. Dedicated flash system is TTL, external flash connection, shoe mount, and PC terminal. Now, environmental, the operating temperature range of this camera is 14 to 104 degrees Fahrenheit or minus 10 to 40 degrees Celsius. Operating humidity, 0 to 80% non-condensing. Um, but it is interesting, and the total package weight weighs 3.84 pounds. Now, uh, this is definitely an intriguing camera. Now, there's no mention here if the 102 megapixel sensor is a new sensor or not. So I'm assuming it's probably not. It's the same 102 megapixel sensor that's been in both the previous GFX100 bodies. And that sensor is getting extremely long in the tooth. I don't know why Fuji is not coming out with new generations of their GFX sensors. Now, this camera will be available and begin shipping on Tuesday, September 26th, so next week. And this body retails for $7,500 US, which to me is a bit pricey now for a little while there fuji was working on coming down on their pricing and now they're going back up again and uh, i'm not sure why uh, just because reading the specs it doesn't sound to me like it's got enough upgrades over the gfx 100s to warrant the 1500 higher price tag now if you remember the original gfx 100 was ten thousand dollars and then the gfx 100s was six thousand and now they've gone back up to 7500 with this newest body now this means of course i will not be buying one anytime soon now i reached out to my contact at fujifilm daniel carpenter to see if he could send me a loaner one to do a review on and i haven't heard back from him i'm thinking i probably won't be able to get one because he was never able to get me the gfx 100s to do a review on either um which really bums me out because I would really like to check out both the 100S and the 100 Mark II as well, just to give them a try and see, you know, what I think of them, what I have them in hand. Now, in addition to this new body, Fujifilm also released three new GF series lenses for the GFX line. They announced the 55mm f1.7, the 30mm f5.6 tilt shift, and the 110mm f5.6 tilt shift as well. Now, the following are the specs for each of these new GF lenses. Okay, first up for the Fujifilm GF55 f1.7R. Now, keep in mind, this is the second uh, 1.7 aperture lens that Fujifilm has released for the GF mount. Uh, the previous one, I want to say was an 80 millimeter, I think, somewhere around there. All right, so focal length is 55 millimeters and 35 millimeter full frame equivalent would be 44 millimeters. Maximum aperture f1.7. The lens mount is Fujifilm G, of course. It is an autofocus lens 
no image stabilization, and the front filter size is 77 millimeters. Now, this uh, lens does have a aperture ring on it, which is always awesome. Um, so let's see, the angle of view is 52.9 degrees. The minimum focus distance is 1.6 feet or 50 centimeters. Uh, the maximum magnification is 0.17 times. The optical design is 14 elements in 10 groups. Uh, the diaphragm blades are 11 and they're rounded. And the focus type is autofocus. Image stabilization, again, is no. The dimensions are 3.7 by 3.9 inches or 94.7 to 99.3 millimeters. And the lens weighs 1.7 pounds or 780 grams. Now, this lens is going to start shipping next Tuesday as well, and it has a retail price of $2,299. So this is an intriguing new lens, especially with the f1.7 aperture. Uh, but again, this is not a lens that I would personally be interested in. I just don't have any need for a 44 millimeter uh, equivalent field of view um, when you're talking about 35 millimeter full frame, um, I just don't see a need for a 44 millimeter lens. So it's definitely not one that I'm even remotely interested in for my personal photography. Now, your views may be different, and that's absolutely fine. Everybody, every photographer has different needs and different desires when it comes to their gear. <laughs> Next, Fujifilm announced the GF 30mm f5.6 tilt shift lens for the Fujifilm GF mount for their GFX line of bodies. Now, the specs for this lens focal length is 30mm, which is 24mm and 35mm full frame equivalent. Maximum aperture is f5.6. The lens mount is Fujifilm G, of course. It is a manual focus lens, no image stabilization, and the front filter size is 105mm via an adapter. Now, the minimum aperture is f32. The angle of view is 84.7 degrees, and the tilt shift is plus or minus 15 millimeter shift and plus or minus 8.5 degrees tilt. Now, the minimum focus distance is 1 feet or 30 centimeters. The maximum magnification is 0.21 times. The optical design is 16 elements in 11 groups. It has nine diaphragm blades in a rounded configuration. The focus type is manual again. Uh, the tripod collar is removable. It does have a tripod collar. And the dimensions are 3.4 by 5.5 inches or 87.1 by 138.5 millimeters. And this lens is a bit chunky at 2.95 pounds or 1.34 kilograms. Uh, now, this is definitely an interesting lens. Um, I know there's a lot of people that would probably, you know, if they're shooting GFX, they would probably appreciate this lens or even the next one that I'm going to talk about uh, because of the fact that they are tilt shift lenses. Uh, I'm sure there's probably people out there that shoot their GFX bodies for architecture and have always dreamed of having a tilt shift lens from Fujifilm. Now you have that ability. Now this lens won't be available until Wednesday, November 1st and it retails for $3,999.
bit expensive if you ask me, but again, lenses for medium format are never cheap, and this is a super high-quality Fujinon lens, so take that into consideration as well. All right. And the last lens that Fujifilm announced with is, is the GF 110 millimeter f5.6 tilt shift lens. Now, this is a macro lens as well, which is intriguing. Now, Fujifilm already has a 110 millimeter lens for the GFX cameras. This is a new 110 millimeter lens that has the tilt shift capabilities as well as macro. So the focal length is 110 millimeters, which is 87 millimeters in full frame equivalent. Maximum aperture of f5.6. The lens mount, of course, is Fujifilm G. It is a manual focus only lens, no image stabilization, and the front filter size is 72 millimeters. Now, the minimum aperture is f32. The, uh, the angle of view is 27.9 degrees. Now, this one, the tilt or I mean the shift, I'm sorry, is plus or minus 15 millimeters for shift and plus or minus 10 millimeters for tilt. So you get a little bit more tilt with this particular lens versus the 30 millimeter. Now the minimum focus distance is 16 inches or 40.6 centimeters. Uh, maximum magnification is 0.5 times. The macro reproduction ratio is one to two. And the optical design is 11 elements in nine groups, and it has nine diaphragm blades in a rounded configuration. Uh, the focus type is manual. Again, no image stabilization. Now, this lens measures 3.7 inches by 5.9 inches or 95 by 149 millimeters. And the weight is 2.78 pounds or 1.26 kilograms. So this one's a bit of a chunky monkey as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. This is a bit of a behemoth. Uh, now, this lens also will not be available in and start shipping until Wednesday, November 1st. And this one will retail for $3,499 US. Uh, now, again, not a, not a lens that I would be interested in. It might be nice to have a tilt shift lens for your GFX body, especially if you do a lot of architectural photography. Um, I don't. Um, I had tilt shift lenses at one time for Canon when I shot Canon full frame, and I just didn't use them enough. They were nice to have every once in a while, but I just didn't use them enough to make it worthwhile. Now, uh, these are definitely all interesting lenses, but again... Um, it's going to come down to your personal needs and your personal taste. Now, one of the reasons why I would not be interested in any of these lenses is A, they're a bit pricey, especially since I do not have a pressing need for any of them. But I'm sure that will hit a positive note with other photographers who want to use their GFX body for certain types of work. Now, I personally only use my GFX 50R for landscapes, my forgotten pieces projects, and portraits of family and friends. So I don't have any need for these particular new lenses. Not at all. I mean, it's just not something that's in the cards or uh, something that I would desire for my GFX 50R. Um, I just, I, I really don't see a point to it for myself. Uh, if things change down the road, uh, possibly, but I really don't think it will. I think 
the big thing for me is it's going to, my needs are going to pretty much stay the same as they are now when it comes to using my 50R. So I just don't see a pressing need for any of these new lenses. They are intriguing, just not something for me. Now, Apple also held their latest Apple event called Wonderlust on September 12th, 2023. And at this new event, Apple announced their new line of iPhone 15s, as well as the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Now, the big announcement here, of course, was that the iPhone 15 models will all finally have USB-C charging ports instead of the older lightning ports, which should be make a lot of people happy, and especially the European Union, since they sued Apple to force them to go to USB-C so things could be more mainstreamed uh, globally as far as uh, charging technology on portable devices. Now, the new iPhone 15 Pro Max also sports a new six times optical zoom ability, which can be very handy for iPhone photography. Now, the updates in the Apple Watch Ultra were all minor updates and nothing that would make me run out and buy one. I personally still think that Apple would be smarter to stick with only releasing a new Ultra Watch model every two years and then give us massive updates in this new, uh, more expensive, more durable Apple Watch model. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the details and specs for the iPhone 15 or the Apple Watch Ultra. You can swing by Apple's site and check out all that information for yourself. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that is going to wrap up episode 369 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, and turn on all notifications. That way you'll know each time a new video is released, you'll get notified right away. And you also want to have the notifications turned on because I will be starting my next contest in October where we will be doing another giveaway. Um, I'm not sure yet. It might be the grand prize might be either the Viltrox 75 millimeter F1.2 or the 27 millimeter F1.2 Pro lenses. Um, in that case, I will give the winner um, their choice of which of the two lenses they want. If that does end up being the prize, which it looks like that might be the way I'm going. Um, and they're about the same value, $550 per lens. Um, so you're definitely going to want to be subscribed and have your notifications turned on to be made aware of when that new contest starts. Okay. 
That is it, folks. I will see you all again next Thursday.